0: It's a trap, you walk right out of the hate All over a new king, that's face is just replaced It's all the same, you to be ruled by force And no matter who it is, you'll still carry on the torch just a lie, cheat, steal, pep for what you make Taxation is theft, it's time to vacate the state Newsflash, all your cash is an you. From killers who really do steal from you Inflation is a weapon used by every nation Who says that the saving? they disguise and pass off as bravery well i got news dead is slavery it don't matter who's matter a new master don't matter when they both want the same the state don't play no games they got you trying to survive and put you on sides they're ready to kill each other that's conquering divide it's on for show up a
1: hype Let's fucking put your goddamn mask on get a booster shot now i stand with ukraine boy and we're back with another episode of Buns and We're here to give you everything you want to hear and more. I don't know if you're as sick as I am. I was super. Ex- I'm super excited to record tonight. Yeah, and hang out and kick it with my dude. Mm-hmm. But I'm not excited about the topics. No, <laughs> it never gets better. Sometimes it's it's a good feeling, but the, like, today I was like, "What the fuck am I? We even gonna talk about like no. this is? It's just a guy that no, we'll, We, we we'll, want to talk about how we're all standing, standing solemnly in a dumpster that's on fire. Listen, man, as long as the deep state and the fucking
2: cabal exists, we'll we'll have that shit to talk about. I guess you know what I'm saying.
1: Maybe we gotta just change it up. Maybe we gotta, maybe we gotta add that podcast. Yeah. Maybe we ought to add that podcast we talked about before. It was like a movie podcast or video game podcast. <laughs> Pro
2: tip. Uh, before we get started, the doctor sent this to me earlier. We were talking about viable uh, sources of vitamin C in a temperate climate. Yeah. Uh, there was one I forgot about: rose hips. Yeah.
1: Rose hips are a viable uh, way to get vitamin C. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one talking to the doctor about survival strategies. Yeah. The doctor, of course, he came in in a clutch. I'd heard that before, and I just totally forgot about it. Now, what are the rose hips on the rose plant? Can Man, you describe it to the people? Hold
2: on. Now I'm going to, have to look this shit up give me 2 seconds.
1: He and I were talking the other day about it, uh for vitamin C sources like say that it the shit kicked off in the winter time you didn't have anything saved up. What could you do? And I'm pretty sure it's only liver in our area. Well, and well, I mean there's fr- in the winter time, yeah,
2: but rose hips, it's okay, so it's basically the fruit of the rose plant. Uh they look like little red berries. Uh ranges from dark purple to black in some species though. Can I see that?
1: You got a picture of it?
2: Yeah, let me pull up an image. Yeah, that's what they look like. Okay. But yeah, apparently a viable source of vitamin C as well. Thank you, Dr. Doug Hurdy. We need to, we have, need to have him on the show. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say that.
1: We need to have him back. It's been too long. Missed that silly bitch. But back to, you talked about doing a movie. He's probably the only person in FEMA District 5 that has a headlamp in his fucking uh, bug out bag. Exactly. We talked about doing a, you said doing
2: a movie podcast before, which I, listen, I love movies. Yeah, I went and saw the new Batman movie yesterday. Uh, okay. How was it? I liked it.
1: Okay. okay. I haven't seen it. So. Okay.
2: Well, uh, you know, it, okay. Because here's here's what I'm going to preface it. I liked it. I think I'd have to watch it again to get a real firm judgment on where I think it sits in the order. Yeah. But it sits pretty high up there. I don't know if it's as good as The Dark Knight, which I think is the high watermark. mark. Especially if we're just talking about Batman. It's not The Dark Knight. I'd have, like I said, I had to watch it again to get a full analysis. But there are... Listen. You know what I liked about this one? It kind of did something that most of the Batman movies have kind of shied away from. Which was really be... Like, if you've ever read Batman comics, you know, he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah. And it was a detective story. You got to see more of that in this one. Of course you got to see him fucking... Beat the living shit out of people, which that was another thing. Can I nerd out for just a minute?
1: Yeah, man, that's what we're doing.
2: Okay, this is there's a few things I really liked about it. One, it it brought the detective aspects to the front. Two, it's the closest and probably the only thing we're ever going to get close to. There was a comic graphic novel series called Batman Year One, mm-hmm. right, where it was like Batman in his very early years doing <laughs> doing his. Applying his trade, right? Just a young boss. And kind of having... You know, there's a curve for this. There's a learning curve for being a vigilante, you know, dispenser of justice, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you're the first one in the field. You got to kind of figure it out.
2: So, like, in this one, you got to see that a bit. There's a few times where, like, you know, like, he, he'll fucking apply the grappling hook, right? And there's no brakes on that motherfucker. <laughs> so, he will literally, like, grapple himself up to something and then just, like, fucking slam straight into a fucking wall. <clears throat> yeah. Like, or uh probably had one of the best like car chase scenes in a Batman movie like where it comes to like the Batmobile cuz the Batmobile in this was not like it wasn't your fucking tumbler from the Christopher Nolan movies uh it wasn't your fucking uh uh it wasn't like the one that Bat the uh Ben Affleck drove it wasn't like the sleek fucking designs with Michael Keaton or any of those Batman movies it looked like a fucking hot rod that had been just like fucking soup the fuck up. and had like a turbo
1: engine in it. Yeah. I forget the reason why. It, like uh, it's I applied the same filter that I use with the new Matrix movie. You know, we talked about that a few episodes ago. Oh, and if you want to talk about that aspect, we can too. Because there is something
2: to it, I think. Okay. Basically, and there are people griping because there's a part where Batman and Catwoman are having a dialogue. And she mentions white privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. But OK, put this in the context where I've talked about white privilege before, where I think what they're referring to is like upper class privilege. Right.
1: Yeah. They, they mislabeled it. They're, they're, they're trying to make a racial issue out of a classist issue in order to keep us divided.
2: Yeah. So and I think that's kind of where they were like, I think that's what they meant by it, because basically and this is where like you talk about like the underlying themes is that. So basically, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Go ahead about three or four minutes, because I'm about to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, he's got a really wild look in his eye. You go to find out that... So, like, initially, Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, he started this, quote-unquote, renewal project, right? That was a fund, it was a charity fund that was meant to pump money back into the city and revitalize it and bring it back up, right? Yeah, and help his rich ass avoid taxes. Go ahead. So... As he was doing it, he decided to run for mayor. There was this news journalist who was, like, doing this, like, hit piece on him. And uh, I guess at, in the story, his wife, Martha, at one point in time, like, her family had a bunch of crazies in it and did some fucked up shit when she was a kid. And it kind of made her crazy. So she had spent time in the bin, right? Hmm. And the, the the hit piece journalist was, was fucking breaking up that kind of muck, trying to fucking bring her into it. And Thomas Wayne, he knew the main one of the main fucking crime bosses. And he told the crime boss, hey, can you scare this guy and keep him away from fucking trying to drag my wife into this shit? Well, and the crime boss, instead of just scaring the dude, fucking killed him. And Thomas Wayne was like, eh, I think I'm gonna go to the authorities. I didn't want you to kill him. We gotta come clean on this. And then they killed Thomas Wayne and his wife.
1: Hmm.
2: Right? It made it look like it was just like a mugging.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so uh after he died that whole renewal charity fund basically got taken over by the mob and a bunch of politicians and so the like the whole city is run by fucking the mob and politicians working together is what you come to find out and the riddler is trying to reveal all this right yeah and okay so this is one part like i said i'm not trying <laughs> i like this movie a lot so this is one thing i liked about the riddler like hands down as like so he's crazy obviously they always are, right? Yeah. But his crazy is such a, it was such a kind of realistic version of crazy. The Riddler had basically convinced himself that he was working with Batman, and that like his idea was
1: that <clears throat> the Riddler was the the brains of the operation, and Batman was the brawn. He was like provoking him because he was so much smarter than Batman that he had to lay the plan out. No, 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 no. <clears throat> he is
2: smart. He is very smart. He's super smart. But here's the thing. Like I said, he thought he was working
1: with Batman. Oh. he had deluded himself into thinking that they were partners. that's what I meant, like he was in his mind he had he convinced himself that he had to do certain things in order to trigger his brawn through his brain, yes, yeah,
2: so he was playing Batman, Batman thinking that he was just he Batman knew he was getting played, but the joker thought that the Batman was just acting out the, like if he gives the, him the physical riddles, part of his the physical part of his fucking game during the cause of him solving the riddles, he would solve the crime pretty much, yeah for sure. And there's this whole part where like the, the where Batman finally meets the Riddler and like the Riddler fucking has a goddamn breakdown because he realizes that Batman was not his partner the whole time and that he was trying to stop him. Shattered his fucking yeah, his ego mind. But uh because so the reason the Riddler was doing all this is because he was so part of the renewal project was like uh keep keep up on like this orphanage and all sorts of shit. Well, the thing is is when the mob got a hold of the money the orphanage went by the wayside, and the Riddler was the byproduct of that fucking shitty orphanage. Ah, It's good.
1: Good Batman movie. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Uh, I had an uh, immediate negative effect on my mind about it just because of some dumbass article that I saw. I didn't even read. It popped on my phone where they were talking about a uh, BLM Catwoman and a fucking gothic, like a goth, uh, goth, I forget what they wrote, goth or emo Batman and then I saw the pictures, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" First they, of all, they demasculate all this shit. That's stupid. But, but Batman's always been kind of on the like dark goth side, anyway. So, like, well, no, I, like the way that they they wrote it, like at least from what the little bit of it that I read, <laughs> they made it like he was an emo goth. Yeah. And I was like, eh. And then I remembered how the articles that were written about the new Matrix movie made me feel. And then I watched it, and I plugged it in in my mind to all the other Matrix movies and like the the esoteric, and I loved it. I'm like, well, fuck this article. I'm going to watch it for myself.
2: I thought the performances were great. Robin Patson surprised me as Batman. I think he d- think he did a fucking awesome job. Well, the uh, only thing that matters to me is who played Alfred. It was uh, Andy Serkis, the guy who played Gollum. Really? Yeah. He did a good job, too. Wow. He plays... like you gotta, Okay, you got to think. Some people have this idea about Alfred in their head, right? But the thing is, Alfred was fucking ex-Special Forces. Yeah. He was supposed to be a bodyguard. You right? know that what was makes whole, sense
1: to me was Michael kane, Like that Michael kane to me was He played a good He had a good turn He was the vibe Listen I don't think really There's ever
2: been an Alfred where I was like mm. You know cause like The original guy that played him like in the Michael Keaton one Up through those first four yeah. He played it was the same guy I think he was just a droll butler type Yeah you know They didn't put off special For- X special forces vibe No but he he was clever Yeah right he was a good, like... I he was say, a compliment. He was a There you go. That's a great word. He wasn't a sidekick. He was a compliment. Yeah. Right? Michael Kane, I think... Michael Caine. Really did a good job. <laughs> yeah,
1: and fucking love Michael Caine.
2: Even Jeremy Irons in his short stint when he was with with the bat Batflex thing, I think did a decent job of it. Yeah. And, but Andy Serkis did great, too. I'm just looking for the Sean Connery of Alfred's. I think I think Andy Circus is like he's gritty. He's 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 edgy enough to like. If you thought, yeah, this dude would have been probably a
1: bodyguard or something back <laughs> in the day. Like, just a real quick uh, interlude, if you don't mind. Yeah, there's a website you can use called it's app dot wombo w o m b o dot art, and you basically put in whatever you want to it and then you put the style of art you want into it, and it creates an image through AI, right? Yeah. I wish the technology existed to where we could use that for movies, because I would like to just to see... Now, I hate this motherfucker for his politics, but he's a great actor, uh, and I forget his name. It's the guy that was in Taken. Liam Neeson? Yeah, Liam Neeson's a fucking leftist piece of shit. Is he? He's, he's anti-gun. Like, look at your fucking roles, bro. Dude, he, Super he's anti-gun. He's motherfuckers left and right. Exactly. But could you imagine Liam Neeson as the butler in a Batman flick? Oh, they kick ass. <sighs> they they would risk the risk the role getting taken as like the star. They just call it instead of Batman. They call it Alfred. Alfred. You know, there's a show about Alfred back in the day called
2: Pennyworth, right?
1: No, but I'm gonna write that down when I rec- yeah. when I edit this episode.
2: It's on. Uh, I think it's on HBO Max now. But it was like a <coughs> TV series called Pennyworth. And it was about Alfred in his young days.
1: Listen, man, Alfred's always been one of my favorites. But,
2: yeah, so, uh, but I think everybody turned out for this fucking movie, like, the role, like, everybody played, like, so, like, Colin Farrell, I believe is his name, right? He's kind of a, he's, I think he's Irish, skinnier guy. He played the penguin, right? They put him in fat makeup. Okay. Fucking stellar. Really? Like, absolutely. And, you know, that's coming from somebody who is, like, a fucking Danny DeVito purist when it comes to penguin roles right danny devito like but, yeah but listen man for what the penguin is this dude fucking he he just fits round peg round hole fucking right in the fucking slot because yeah. because that's the thing if you yeah danny devito danny devito danny devito for fucking
1: danny devito for like
2: a uh like a more campy like Over the top Batman role makes sense. Trying to translate
1: from cartoon to to live. But one that's grounded in
2: reality where the penguin is just like a mob enforcer and a gun runner. Yeah. This
1: guy fucking put fit the bill. I would also use that set AI technology to just for my own entertainment, I would not necessarily share it with anyone but you. But just um and hear me out with this. Nicholas Cage's every role. Listen,
2: I'm, there's a Nicolas Cage movie I'm fitting to watch. Oh, tell me about it so either, I can watch. Probably either tonight or tomorrow called Willie's Wonderland. <clears throat> Never even heard of it. And it's about like, he's Is it new. W- it's new where it came out a couple of years ago. Had to pay off one of them castles. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing though. That dude has like, I don't even know, man. I, like he turned, you know what? I've come to, I used to hate him.
1: I know. I wish the show, the the Bones and Tubbs tribe could have enjoyed our, are back and forth, because after I watched Matchstick Men and Face Off I, and uh, the Rock, I was like, "Look, Best Actor Alive." You know, like because it was a weird thing for me. Because when I was a kid, I
2: like I don't say a kid, but a teenager, <clears throat> I liked him because of like his real early stuff that yeah. he turned out for. But then, like I saw, like you know, he kind of took a turn for action, and I was like, "Yeah."
1: Yeah. But the what thing did you is, like?
2: What did you like in his early years? Well. Like fucking raising raising Arizona and leaving Las Vegas and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Right. Leaving um, Las Vegas was slick. Man, listen. That movie... See, okay, that movie right there and him playing who he plays in that movie exemplifies exactly why I love Nicolas Cage. He fucking shows up to every goddamn movie. That motherfucker where some actors, they just do movies for a paycheck and they fucking basically phone it in and don't put anything into it. That motherfucker doesn't matter what the role is. He puts in. Yeah. He's never not fucking doing his best work, even if it's a shitty, terrible fucking movie. That motherfucker is putting all of his fucking chips in on that shit. Yeah. Every fucking time. For sure. I've never seen. I've never like started a Nicolas Cage movie and was like, "Well, that was a, you know, fucking half-hearted performance by Nicholas." No. Always.
1: All. All of them. Now. I don't know how to say it, I guess. Um, let's say my top three. Although, like I said, Leaving Las Vegas is a work of art. But what's your favorite? Because I I have like two top, like the action-y ones. Mm-hmm. Face Off was slick because he was in it with that uh, Scientologist, John Travolta. Yeah. And that was a good story and a good little action flick and a good idea. I really like The Rock because of Sean Connery. But I also, my I think my favorite might be Matchstick Men. Because okay. of dealing With his neurosis I would say The Rock Number
2: one No not number one. Oh, okay The top three performances Like in my personal opinion By Nicolas Cage Yeah Leaving Las Okay The Rock Leaving Las Vegas And Man I tell you <clears throat> what though
1: Like Did you not fuck with Matchstick Men
2: Matchstick Men's alright Lord of War Oh yeah War man I fucking, forgot about Lord of War Shit uh, Con Air <sighs> con motherfucking air like listen take a movie like i know you guys are probably out you're listening like god fucking damn it talk about real no i don't well, want to talk about real yeah, shit well, for here's a the thing we Hold we on. talked about it before we, we we need a quick break we are in the listen you're just gonna have to wait till we come out the other side of this because we're in the event horizon of a Nicolas cage black hole right now <laughs> yeah. okay you're gonna have to wait till the universe spits us back out i think the true fans are stay so they need a break too like con air take just con air, right? That hairlu. that fucking movie. Yeah, defies all reasonable means of like being like okay, but fucking. Not only do you have, he, he, hear me out here, Nicholas Cage, who I said one hundred percent always goes fucking f- all in. He's in it for yeah. every fucking role he does, right? Not <clears throat> only that, you had the Powerhounds performance of Nick Cage, John Cusack, yeah, oh, who who right. went all in, and fucking John
1: Malkovich. John Cusack wasn't the child molester, right? No, that was Steve Buscemi. Mm, That's not the name I'm thinking of. The one that uh, got accused of fucking with boys. He made that weird video in front of a fireplace. His witness in the court case ended up dead. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Sorry, all white people look like to me. So,
2: so you had like, let's look at the cast list real quick. Okay. And mind you, when I name these people off, I'm naming them because they put in a fucking stellar performance, right? Yeah, John or Nicholas Cage, John Malkovich, John Cusack, Steve Buscemi. That's all you need, right there. It's a recipe for perfection. All of them. Mix that with the fucking dulcet tones of uh, that one song that they played for that movie um, by Leanne (laughs) Rhymes. I'm telling you, like going back in that movie. You know what that is. We know what that movie is. That movie was the peak of Michael Bay's career. Yeah, he he never got any better. He he got a lot worse. He peaked in high school. He peaked in Con Air. That's where he stopped
1: being good. You know what's troubling? I pulled this up while you were talking. Okay. What do you think his top grossing movie was? Mm, man, Nicholas Cage's. Top I'm going like, to take movie. a shot in the dark and say like
2: National Treasure. You got like that, that
1: right. Right on the right on the button. National yeah. Treasure: Book of Secrets, number two. National Treasure. Now the top-grossing movie was four hundred seventy-five million, right? Mm-hmm. Followed by the prequel. Just the original National Treasure was three hundred fifty-nine million. The Rock was next mm-hmm. at number three, three hundred thirty-five. Face Off, two forty-six. Gone in sixty seconds. That's a good one. It was a good one. I can honestly say that in my preteen or my teen, whatever it was, <laughs> in my the angst, the amount of times I paused that VHS film. <laughs> And did nasty shit with my hand to join uh, what's Angelina, her name? To Angelina Jolie. Jolie yeah. And then Ghost Rider, which I never watched, 229. Con Air behind Ghost Rider. Yuck. I'm going to be frank. I've never watched Ghost Rider. Sorcerer's Apprentice, City of Angels. Knowing, I forgot about that one. That was a good one. World Trade Center, never seen that. The Family Man. I've seen The Family Man. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Snake Eyes, 8mm, which was a great movie. I think I've seen Snake Eyes, too kick And eight ass, millimeter. Never seen kick ass. I've seen kick ass. Season of the witch. Don't remember that one. Moonstruck. Don't remember that one. Wind Talkers, nope. Next I've seen nope. Wind Talkers. Lord of War 73 million. Huh. Listen, though, Lord kick, of War is number 21.
2: Kick ass, though. Let me go back to that one real quick. I gotta watch that one apparently. Okay, so basically he plays <laughs> a guy who got framed for a, he was a cop who got framed for a bad drug deal. He wasn't he's not the main character. Okay. Right. He's just he's he's a supporting character, but he plays a cool role. So he was a cop, and he got framed, and when he went to prison, his wife was pregnant, and she just like got super depressed and tried to kill herself, and she ended up dying in childbirth. The baby lived, and when he got out of prison, he got his daughter back and proceeded to fucking train him and her trained. Well, he was training while he was in prison. Oh, is that got... the one
1: where he shoots her with a vest? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He trains her up to be a
2: fucking just be a goddamn killing machine. Yeah. Right? And fucking take on this mob boss that framed him in the first place. Nice. And he, his character, his I've superhero seen... character
1: is, I think he's called Big Daddy. Nice. Like, where it's like, kind of like a la Batman. It's almost like Big Man, like Joe Biden's code name. Like, uh, you gotta leave 50% for the Big Man. <laughs> Shout out Corn Pop. <laughs> Now, I'm sure... One tough hombre. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know for a fact, I don't know for a fact, actually, but I assume uh, half-actually that you will not know his three worst-performing movies, because I've never heard mm. of them. Even though I do know that you know a lot more about movies than I do. Three worst-performing movies? Are you ready for number three on the third worst-performing movie? Is The Wicker Man one of them? No. Really? No. Okay. The it- lowest... I can't even tell you the lowest. The highest grossing of the three films was $1 million. Okay. Uh, And the top, like number three and number one, don't even have a a money amount. That might mean they're not out yet. Oh, yeah. 1989, 1988, 1988. Oh, okay. So it was like old school shit. Okay. When we were age one (sighs) or age two. Uh, Number three coming in at the worst on his 70th top performing was rated PG 13, 110 minutes. Drama war film, Time to Kill. A and Time it, to Kill? Is that what it's called? Time to
2: Kill. Time to Kill. As I say, I know there's a movie called A Time to Kill, but... Yeah. Uh,
1: pretty sure that's a Bond
2: movie, right? Eh, is, it ti- is that one A Time to Kill or is it A View to Kill? Might be A View to Kill. A Time to Kill, I think, it was like a John Grissom
1: <clears throat> yeah. movie. Well, book turned movie. Second, I could be wrong. Number two on his second worst film. Uh is it, it made a million dollars, which we don't know how much the third one made, but this one made a million. Mm-hmm. Vampire's Kiss, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah,
2: that's the one like have you ever seen the video, Nicholas Cage losing his shit. That's is that one what where that's he's from? like
0: I'm a vampire. No I'm shit. a vampire. <laughs> wow.
1: Surprised that didn't rise up after the memes. Right. Memes will carry you. And then uh number one on his worst performing, Never on Tuesday. <laughs> what the fuck? I will read that one because that one's just a... Uh, they all have uh, interesting ratings, though. 4.6 out of 10. After their cars collide on a desert highway in the middle of nowhere, two friends and a woman they both like must wait for someone to pass and help them. Unfortunately, those who do... Ah, n- uh, fuck. Unfortunately, those who do stop turn out to be criminals, eccentrics, or wackos. Matt and Eddie... Two young men from the Midwest traveling to California. Sounds like us. (laughs) We're going out to try and do some weird three way shit. Anyway, yuck. Whatever. He made more money than that than I'm going to make this year. He
2: lost all his money buying castles and fucking dinosaur skulls. Sounds like the exact same shit I would do if I had that kind of money. (laughs) I feel like you'd be doing more like a. You'd try to build your own Jurassic Park. Well, there's like. It's like sometimes, though, like it's the shit that never got done. Like, have you ever seen, like, he was supposed to be in a fucking Superman movie? Didn't know that. He was Superman. There was, like, test footage of that motherfucker in the Superman outfit. Man, imagine what that wig would have looked like. Oh, it was, like, a long fucking black wig on this motherfucker. Like, he was all in it, too. Like, they were doing test screenings oh, and shit. Oh, no. And he had fucking, fucking... Kryptonite. He had worked out so that, like, the fucking suit, like, looked
1: good on him and shit. Like He, he was, some, cu- he was he, fucking cut. He probably did, like, some tests and some trend. He was... Fucking cut. trim below with a test base. I'm just saying, man. Like, I came back around and decided
2: firmly in my head that Nicolas Cage is, in fact, probably one of the greatest actors we'll
1: ever know. How many years do you think that was a meme between us where I would say just to make you <sighs> upset? A decade at least. Like, Nicolas Cage is the best actor of all time. And then I would get pissy. I became, that's how I knew that I was susceptible to cult mindsets. Because if there was a Nicolas Cage cult around the movie Matchstick Man, I would have joined it. But uh, I've come back around. That's I've turned. A, I've turned a leaf with Nicolas Cage. Lifetime
2: Brotherhood. have You fucking mug root beer. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that shit? No. Just talk about how it's the fucking the manliest <laughs> beverage that one can
1: imbibe. In. <laughs> I don't know. According to the richest man in the world, White Claw is the best beverage for men. Who's that? Elon Musk? Elon. Presently. I shouldn't say richest man in the world. I should say richest publicly uh, circused man. Because we all know that the most rich people aren't even on the list. I'll tell you, like, I feel like if I was as rich as him, (laughs) I would have, like,
2: hyper paranoia. And I would just have an assistant that would carry around a juicer with him all the time with a basket of fruit. Yeah. And, like, if I was thirsty. Fruit that he picked? Like, I picked yeah, I picked that fruit. Well, That's what I meant. Like you're you're him. You yeah. picked that fruit. Yeah, like I'm like make me some grape juice, and he makes it right in front of me. Yeah, I mean you're that fucking rich. Why not? You know, Jay Z had a guy walk around with him who knew how to make wild uh, buffalo wings all the time. Snoop Dogg had his own blunt roller. You see what I'm saying? I get it. Can't poison the king. Like I know you don't want to look bougie. Like my juice man could sit in the back <laughs> while I'm doing conducting <laughs> my business. And he paid that fucking.
1: That blunt roller like 65 a year I don't know, I'd just be afraid of getting poisoned all the time, you know You'd have to That's why it's supposedly our lord and savior Donald Trump only ate McDonald's
2: Like I, I, I fucking binge watched over last week uh, This show on Netflix about the Borgias You heard of that before?
1: No, it's awful close to Bougie, but go ahead Okay, well the Borgias was, were
2: this the Bourgeois? F- no, they were this family uh, Who, they're, one of them ended up being a pope And they're just some cutthroat motherfuckers. Like, he had kids, mind you. Yes, the Pope had children. (laughs) Mm. And he legitimized all of them. Not only that, like, there is a conspiracy involving his family. Because uh, his son, Cesare Borgia, is supposedly every depiction, most modern depictions we have of Jesus, are based off of what Cesare Borgia looked like. Oh, shit. So, there's food for thought for you. (laughs) But like, people are just constantly getting fucking
1: poisoned in that show, so now I'm like... <clears throat> yeah, you got to be sus about that. People are always going to want to be on top. <sighs> but yeah, so what's going on in the world? I think, um, I think I'd think i like to start off... I only wrote down a few things of note, although I think that uh, in the spirit of honesty, you and I should come together and apologize mm-hmm. for uh, promulgating... I don't mean to say we promulgated, but we unknowingly presented a fact that we might not have shot down properly enough that ended up coming out to be fake a few episodes ago. Snake Island was fake. Oh, yeah. That was uh, propaganda bullshit. Um, The Ghost of Kiev was also bullshit. A lot of it, I found out, was video game footage.
2: Well, that's good.
1: Yeah, so we're going to shoot those things down. And then, a lot of these stories that we've seen, we might have talked about, we might not have talked about. Uh, on the podcast. But at least public or you know privately. They had several of these like <clears throat> Russian soldiers that were you know taken hostage or whatever. Or Ukrainians taken hostage. And then you come to find out that these various mainstream news agencies were posting the same picture. Some were saying they were Ukrainian. Some were saying they were Russian. They didn't bother to look at the military uniform. A lot of the stories that have been out about the Ukrainian war are uh, from years ago. I'm not sure if the old man one that we talked about was fake news or not, but there was one definitely of a parent, or a, a parental, like a, a paternal figure leaving his family, and his family was seeing him off. And uh, that was from years ago. Mm. So they're basically recycling old news stories to push a narrative.
2: Well, i tell you something else I didn't know, is that apparently, like, the old... Regime in Ukraine was taken out a few years ago
1: Yeah And the regime that's in now is a George Soros-back Yeah That's regime. one thing I, I wanted to save I don't think I did, but I'll check Just in case As a screenshot to mention All the people that support him So like,
2: when it comes to that shit and I think the thing you gotta keep in mind I did save it It's no, like, you gotta be weary of like so like with this whole like Ukraine Russian thing, be wary. I mean, you could be wary of all the all the players, right? Yeah. But if I've sat here and cast aspersions on George Soros for years. <clears throat> yeah, he's not so much And suddenly I'm like. finding out like if I was in support of Ukraine, I'm on the same side as that cocksucker. Then I need to start calling in the question why I'm supporting it in the first place. Right. Does that
3: make sense? I
1: have a video to play real quick. Actually, I believe I sent it in the group chat earlier. It's that guy with the red hair. Now, this video is titled Did you watch this? Uh, what is that?
2: Is that who I think it is?
1: It's uh, Awaken with JP on YouTube. I feel like I have seen that. Okay. It just came out two days ago. I want to play it real quick. Um, it's a little bit long, but that's fine. It's, uh, it's noteworthy. Yeah. I like to think of, um, uh, Some things I've heard on the Joe Rogan podcast Where it talks about like And you know historically also That you know that The people that were the most important In various tribes and uh, timelines Were the comedians Mm -hmm. Because comedians The jester was always allowed to talk shit about everything in the kingdom And never have his head cut off yeah, Even if it was about the king That's what I think Awaken with JP is doing right now Everyone needs to check out this video Is Klaus Schwab the most dangerous man in the world By Awaken with JP on YouTube of the features of this
3: fourth industrial revolution is that it doesn't change what we are doing, but it changes us. The difference of this fourth industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing; it changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who it's are like, changed, yeah, and of yeah. course, this has a big impact yeah. on your identity. Yeah. Editing your genes. Cool! I'll explain that later. But first, why do so many people consider this guy, Klaus Schwab, to be the most dangerous man in the world? Well, there's some reasons. A lot of them. You might remember Klaus Schwab as the puddle of liquefied feces who said, by 2030 you'll own nothing and be happy about it. Translated, that probably means by 2030, he'll own everything and he'll be happy about it. But how does he expect you to own nothing and be happy about it? Oh, he's got a plan. Now I'll tell you about it in a minute. But before I do, a little bit about Klaus Schwab. He's the author of COVID-19, The Great Reset. What a grand opportunity indeed. Oh, and his book was published on July 9th, 2020. <laughs> Wonder how he got it written and published that fast. It's almost like maybe he pre-wrote it before he started the pandemic. I mean, before the pandemic started. Old Klaus is also the founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum, an organization that faces the public with very noble-sounding goals of creating a better world. Fear-mongering about climate change and disease are big goals of theirs. Welcome to Davos. Just park your private jet over there and then go inside and pretend to be concerned about climate change. Klaus and the World Economic Forum want a worldwide digital ID system that Determines your access to goods and services, it would monitor your online behavior, purchases, and biometrics. It kind of seems like he just wants to do away with the whole democratic process and give all the power to the state and whoever runs the state, the deep state. But that's based on both his words and actions, so it's probably an inaccurate observation. Was Dr. Evil's character based on this reptile? Mr. Schwab Mm -hmm. writes the following... One of the greatest lessons of the past five centuries in Europe and America is this. Acute crisis contribute to boosting the power of the state. It's always been the case, and there is no reason why it should be different with a pandemic. Nobody ever elected Klaus Schwab to anything. This all just sounds like conspiracy, doesn't it? The World Economic Forum are good guys. Haven't you seen the headlines they pay for? Go green, right? right? That's probably right. They truly are good guys. Accordingly, you'll be excited to hear that the lineup of World Economic Forum speakers at their annual gathering of elites in Davos included such benevolent humanitarians like Xi Jinping, the leader of the Chinese Communist Party, who's currently committing genocide. Anthony Fauci, who's arguably currently involved in crimes against humanity. And Bill Gates who's arguably currently involved in crimes against humanity, and Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who's arguably currently involved in crimes against humanity. What a great lineup! But my favorite economic forum speaker of all time is this reptile, Klaus Schwab's top advisor, Dr. Yuval Noah Harari. Let's see what he has to say.
4: Data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it.
3: Elites hacking organisms and re-engineering life itself?
4: Well, he's not
3: talking about doing that to people, is he?
4: Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough. And nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. Well, I guess he was talking about
3: doing that to people. All people, to be specific.
4: And if indeed we succeed in hacking and engineering life, This will be not just the greatest revolution in the history of humanity. This will be the greatest revolution in biology since the very beginning of life, 4 billion years ago. For 4 billion years, nothing fundamental changed. Not playing God,
3: are you? Because that usually works out super well.
4: Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds.
3: Oh, you are playing god. Say more.
4: Evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds. The IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution
3: gosh you wouldn't by chance have a plan in place on how to control people with your cloud technology would you and that plan isn't by chance already being
4: implemented is it today we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale oh so you could implement it in this time of crisis you have to follow science it's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste sounds familiar And I guess you are implementing it already.
3: Didn't anyone bother telling this guy not to say any of this out loud on camera? It's, it's just, it's a lot of evidence.
4: Surveillance, people could look back in a hundred years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin. My brain, my body, my life, does it belong to me? or to some corporation, or to the government, or perhaps to the human collective.
3: This guy's revealing the whole plan. He's gonna ruin it. The World Economic Forum, out for the good of humanity. You'll own nothing, not even your own DNA, if we have our way. Now for some additional fun facts about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. They've got a Young Leaders Program, which is a five-year indoctrination program into their principles. The goal of the program is to create world leaders who don't answer to their people because they don't care about them. They answer to their bosses at the World Economic Forum. Graduates of the program include admirable world leaders that are suspiciously unlocked up with a great reset, such as Justin Trudeau, Francis Macron, and Mark Zuckerberg. Sponsoring partners of the World Economic Forum's Young Global Leaders Program have been the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Google. I wonder why Google censors and shapes information to be in exact support of the World Economic Forum's narrative. Hmm. Oh, another fun fact. The World Economic Forum is predicting a worldwide cyber attack. I'm pretty much a wizard at predicting the things I'm going to do, too. The very concerned Schwab believes the cyber attack could bring a complete halt to our power grid, transportation, hospital services, and to our society as a whole. The World Economic Forum then simulated the cyber attack. Simulated or planned? I'm not sure, but they said it was a simulation, so it's probably best to just believe them. Oh, also the World Economic Forum, along with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201, which oddly enough played out exactly as they planned. Or simulated, or whatever. Let's move on. And here's a picture of Klaus Schwab sitting in front of his statue of Vladimir Lenin. I wonder why he's got a statue of one of the most murderous world leaders in history. Lenin killed an estimated 5 million people. And finally, remember Schwab's whole thing about you'll own nothing and be happy about it? What's the World Economic Forum's plan to make that happen? Well, it's probably nothing, but consider this blackrock is an investment firm with nine trillion dollars under management which is a higher gdp than every country on earth aside from the u.s and china therefore it turns out blackrock has more political and financial influence than the federal reserve and most governments sounds cool but what's the connection with a world economic forum (laughs) well again and it's probably nothing but blackrock ceo larry fink is also Just a board member of the World Economic Forum. Well, that's super convenient and probably just a coincidence. Is the World Economic Forum and BlackRock colluding in corporatism where an unelected corporate elite dictates top down to the population? Well, they couldn't be doing that because they'd have to infiltrate the government, which they haven't done. Except for, in one of Joe Biden's first appointees, once he took office, he named Brian Deese to be the director of National Economic Council. Brian Deese came from BlackRock, where he was a global head of sustainable investing. And now he's Biden's main advisor for economic policy. But Biden's making the policy decisions, not the unelected corporate elites at BlackRock and the World Economic Forum. Of course Biden's making all the decisions. Let's not be silly. (laughs) Oh, look, there's a picture of Biden in the audience at the World Economic Forum. Oh, and also Kamala Harris's chief economic advisor is Michael Pyle. He came from BlackRock, where he was a global chief economic strategist overseeing the strategy for investing $9 trillion. Well, it looks like corporatism, but it's probably not. But if it was, it would actually be a viable strategy for BlackRock and the World Economic Forum to own everything and for you to own nothing. Oh, fun fact, BlackRock is buying up single-family homes at an alarming rate, oftentimes paying 20 to 50% above asking price, so normal people like you and I can't own the homes. Now, there is an interesting pattern to you know how you
1: hear about We'll go ahead and leave it there. But I would say you should check out the video on YouTube. The channel name Awaken with JP, all one word. And the video is Is Kyle Schwab the most dangerous man in the world? This guy's a savage.
2: Yeah. I tell you what, man. <clears throat> they uh Yeah, they they did their homework. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They understood the assignment. No shit, right? You gotta give them props for that. I mean, yeah. The thing that's troubling the most, I mean, we <clears throat> we yeah, ought to do a whole episode about BlackRock. You know what's crazy? Because t- they're fucking just buying up everything retail.
2: You know what's crazy to me? It's like say with like that doctor, right? About editing human genes and whatnot.
1: Yeah. You know, they are so bold at this point. They just say it out in the open?
2: Yeah, they they say the quiet parts out loud.
1: Yeah, they don't have to worry about hiding it because nobody's paying attention. They
2: don't don't care.
1: No one's paying attention, man. If
2: if everybody knows what their plan is. They don't care anymore. You know why? Because obviously in their eyes, there's nothing that we can do to stop it.
1: Yeah. Now, if we go back into uh, just the beginning part of that video on a topical aspect, the Pfizer documents that came out. Did you look at any of those? A little bit. I shared one page in a group chat that it listed every, as far as I know, and I'm not a fucking doctor, but it listed the entire single single, uh, single type page listed every single fucking cardiac event that could happen, would happen, right? Mm-hmm. These are all immediate effects that were listed in these fire, Pfizer documents that were released. Everyone should look up the Pfizer documents that were released. This is what's being covered up with this fake Ukrainian bullshit.
2: Honestly, I think the only reason that those documents ever saw the light of day, once again, <clears throat> is because they simply don't care anymore.
1: Well, they tried to hide them until, what was it, 2100?
2: But they still don't care. Is the mainstream media reporting on this No, at all? they're no.
1: reporting on this bullshit. The, the same people, and that's what's interesting, is the same people that were telling you to put a mask on and get boosted, and get shotted up, are the same ones that are in support of Ukraine. They they immediately went and changed their profile pages to a, a Ukrainian flag. And it's also coincidentally the same time these Pfizer documents that were supposed to be, you know, sealed until 2070, 2090, whatever the fuck, uh, were released. And in those documents, you see, like, there were a lot of people that died in the trials. Yeah. A lot. They don't care anymore. They don't care. The Pfizer documents are worth a deep look. They are long and arduous, and it's everything that we've been saying since the beginning of these shots. Not to not to suck our own cocks or anything, but here we are.
2: Yeah they they don't they they don't give two shits anymore because this shit's out and nobody's getting mad about it or anything. These motherfuckers won't get mad. Like they'll be on their like they'll be on their fucking deathbeds with some fucking unforeseen heart issues that they never knew they were gonna have. Yeah, and they they won't even be mad then.
1: They don't even know about the long like medium or long term effects of this motherfucking bio weapon.
2: They don't even but know
1: the people that are gonna die off in the future. Now here's the thing, real quick, uh, I want to say, I want to come back to a story we talked about a little while ago, and I wonder if either they're going to have something so crazy happen that none of this will matter. In a couple of weeks, or if there will be something that's so crazy that's going to happen that will cover up what they did in the last couple of weeks. So you either have this this idea that, you know, they just uh, announced, I believe yesterday, that the uh, European Union is going to allow jets and fighter pilots to assist in Ukraine, mm-hmm. which is, I wouldn't say inching, footing us closer to war, a world war, Right. For something that has nothing to do with us Well we're... if we're providing air support We're providing it <clears throat> Correct yeah. yeah well we are most of we are most of NATO
2: So if we're providing air support That means we are engaged in the war
1: Hmm. So either that I think Or the story that we talked about A while ago Remember when we talked about The uh I think it was a CDC place And they found Old vials of smallpox. Yeah. And then the story started coming out about a weaponized smallpox worry and all this. So the idea is that maybe, and a lot of these other podcasts that I've listened to, I, I should mention them, but I don't remember his name. Pre- I'll, have to, I'll have to make this a post note. But he he basically said like, yeah, we're going up into cyber war. They're going to shut the internet off. They're going to shut the power off. Then they're going to release smallpox.
2: You know what's weird, too, is I saw
1: something recently. They said the number one killer of people by 2030 is going to be AIDS. Other than democide. I'm sure that the AIDS has nothing to do with the fact that the COVID shot shuts off your immune system. I just thought that was really weird. Like, why? Like, what predictors made you think that AIDS is going to be the number one killer of people considering, like... Well, that's the thing. that With these COVID shots, they're turning off your immune system, which is AIDS. But I just don't understand how they justify that logic. Like, <laughs> but. Yeah, that, that's. I think we mentioned it in the last episode. Perhaps it's uh, they came out and said that AIDS had come out with this new super variant, and I said something cur- like along the lines of like, how crazy is it that how many years has it been since we talked about AIDS as a super pandemic? Which is weird because Fauci's involved in this; he was involved in AIDS, yeah, and yet now AIDS is coming around, and they're saying that one of the darkest things about this vaccine and the boosters was that it, with each you know, progressive shot, it shut off your immune system a certain percentage. So now all of a sudden AIDS is a problem. I mean This is a kill weapon. It doesn't have to be a problem. If you're smart. If you don't take the shot. Well that or fucking wear a condom. Well it's not it's not sex aids, Tubbs. What do you mean? AIDS is a the, the, the shutdown of your immune system. I get that. And that's they're blaming AIDS on the shot. The, the AIDS, the, what they're saying in the mainstream media with AIDS is a cover-up for the immune system shutdown of all the people that got vaccinated.
2: But they had to justify it by some means, i.e. the HIV
1: virus. Right, but the, 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 I'm saying that's what they're using to cover this up with. Because it's AIDS. It's shutting down your immune system. The shot is shutting down the immune system.
2: Shit's crazy, man.
1: Yeah. Like it's, could you imagine like, you know, creator, whatever name you want to give him, protect the people that got that shot or shots because, you know, we've been talking about it since before it came out that this is going to do this, this, and this to you. You you know what was going through my mind when we were watching that video? You want to really know what was going through my head? (laughs) I do.
2: And this, I I already know, I'm probably on an FBI watch list. This is just gonna make my my handler cream his pants.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Ted Kaczynski was right. Yeah. I feel like I said that before. <laughs> he was right, but he just went about it for all the wrong reasons. He or, went, like he did okay his, his means did not justify his ends. Does that make sense? Because the people of. he was targeting were merely representations of what he was talking but about. But that's the thing too. They though. weren't the big money players. He wasn't
1: going after Bill Grates or George Soros <laughs> or Klaus Schwab or I any agree. of these cocksuckers. Yeah. But he was looking at it as a uh a guerrilla war tactic. He was going after it where he was attacking people who had assumed and that's what I said about working in the factory of sadness in the past, is like you you're you're getting a paycheck from a corrupt organization, therefore, You are responsible for that corrupt organization because you're it's the same thing as like following orders, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I get it. Like, he didn't go about it the right way, but he was right. I, I mean, for us sitting here in a studio in comfortable chairs to say that he didn't do it the right way, but he was right, he was right, and he tried, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, he tried. If you haven't read Industrial Society and Its Future, uh. Also, he's still alive, and uh, he holds the the mentality. You know, that's what we ought to do with some of our podcast funds from Patreon. We ought to we ought to send him some money, and get his. Have we talked about this? He claims that the and I, I'm sure it's true. He claims that the FBI or some government organization took his manuscript and went through it and fucked with it. Like they they took out certain parts. They they fucked the letters up mm-hmm. to make it seem like he was unintelligent. Dude was a college professor right and they made it seem like he misspelled words to try to like uh damage his credibility he was a fucking but if you send him money like a little bit of money which he's a, he's a fucking prisoner of the state he was a child genius yeah and fucking, he was wasn't he plugged in MK ultra yeah he was a byproduct his,
2: his the reason he was fucked up in the first place cuz he was a byproduct of MK ultra
1: yeah like but if you send him like $20 or $30 or, i don't even think you have to send him anything but you could just to help him get some stamps or or food or whatever on his commissary. He'll send you the unredacted version of his manuscript. You
2: know, in the movie lit version later, like <clears throat> you know,
1: Fuck his I brother, imagine, by the way. I
2: imagine a future where like he's sitting in his cell and there's a big commotion outside and all of a sudden the door just blows open and we're like come with us. <laughs> we're like walk in. Ted, we got some work to do, bud <laughs> Uncle Ted, it's time to come home, bud. <laughs> but yeah. I, I just, I, I feel like he was right.
1: Now, if he look, saw,
2: he saw the forest for the trees, or he saw the, he he, he he could see the forest. Yeah. When all we could see was trees. Right. He saw it for what it was. Then he was brilliant. Because he was a mathematician. He was able to like fucking break all this shit down. Yeah. And look at it, look at the equation the way math, and like, see the outcome. Yeah. Long we see, long before it came all out. All we see is a, is a series of fucking. Numbers and symbols, right? Yep. He saw the, the numbers and symbols for what they are, and he saw what the outcome was. What it was supposed to equal. He
1: saw the true play.
2: And now he's in a fucking goddamn Supermax fucking locked away facility for the rest of his life. Right. Like I said, I don't condone what he did. Because, like I said... I, I it just I I'll say what I said back when we we did a show about him. I say the same thing I said then. I feel like it's a sad world where he thought that the only way he was
1: going to get to people was doing that. But he was right. He was right. He was a hundred percent right the whole time. I feel like once you get past the point of saying that he's right, we're both just playing armchair quarterback. Should have said hypothetically in Minecraft to uh, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and all these people. But it's like, he was the brilliant guerrilla guerrilla warfare general, and he was the only one on the battlefield. Yeah. And he just decided to not only put out his message, but also to attack the machine, and with his mindset, if you are part of the machine, you're the problem. Whether or not you understand it, that kind of goes with Mark Passio as well, talking about working in law enforcement. Like, he if you want to stay in that, you accept the responsibility of the outcome.
2: He just didn't... The machine he was fighting was too too big for him to fight by himself. Pipe bombs can only do so much. You know what I mean? Like he he, you know, it's not like uh, he would have needed a fucking he have needed a tank dozer on on scale with Marvin Heemeyer, man. When it came to that machine, like
1: is it is it bad? I don't even care if it's bad. I don't even know how to phrase this question. Is it is it telling of the time? When you put your heroes, or anti-heroes, whatever you want to call them, up on a... Like, say you have a wall. Mm-hmm. Like, say, you you know, you live in the mansion. You have your wall of of vestooned fucking oil paintings of Marvin Hemeyer, Theodore Kaczynski. Yeah. All these people that came before us that did great things or terrible things, depending on your, your opinion. And every single day throughout the course of your life, with the shit that's going on in the world... Every day, their aura gets a little bit stronger. Yeah. You look at it like, man, that is a, that's a very nice painting. Yeah. Is that where we're at now?
2: I think so. In the face of this stuff, because it's like, like I said, they're so bold. They don't even care anymore. They will exactly tell you. And this goes back, we <clears> talked <throat> about this before. They don't even have to put it in a secret code anymore. No,
1: because the fluoride bro.
2: They don't even have to put in code what they're going to do to us. They can literally put it right out there. Yeah. They could could do Event 201
1: and simulate a pandemic. And then act it out exactly as they planned it. They could do Cyber Polygon. Get away with it. Now, that's the one that we're waiting on, and that's the one that I'm most excited about because it will mean that I don't have to work for another man ever again. And we can go back to farming and shooting people that come to collect taxes. (laughs) (laughs) But the cyber story... That uh A Tampa, I think is his video game name, mm-hmm. at least from our past, right? Yeah. Am I right or wrong on that? I think that it was Tampa. Tompa? It was Tampa. He shared this cyber story and I'd like to read it to you. Okay. Here we go. It's from the Tech Times. Uh titled Russia to Reportedly Cut Reliance on External Internet with compliant or I'm sorry, companies required to Dot ru their domains ready since 2019? Question mark. Seventh of March 2022. With everything that's happening between Ukraine and Russia, it is being claimed that Russia has decided to cut its reliance on external internet. This means that companies will be required to get a dot ru domain beginning March 11th. Where did this news come from? A certain Twitter account called Black Swan has made a claim regarding uh, regarding Russia. The full tweet can be seen below. Breaking. Russia will disconnect from external internet starting March 11th. All companies in Russia are required to get a .ru address a and Russian domestic server. Businesses have five days to comply. Cyber attacks on U.S. inbound. I'm not going to go through the rest of the story. You can do it yourself. It's on the Tech Times. It's titled Russia to reportedly cut reliance on external internet with companies required. .ru domain ready since 2019? Question mark. You know what I thought immediately after I read that story? They are finishing their plans. And I don't know. I don't. I'm not one that believes that Russia is our hero. They're not an independent player. They're fighting against the West in my mind. For their own means. All the things that you're hearing about. Bioweapons labs are probably true. But it's all a part of the Great Reset. And he's playing in in lockstep with everything else. They're going to set up their own infrastructure. As far as internet goes. And then something's going to happen. March 11th or after that, and it's going to shut down our fucking grid, shut down our internet, or shut down any number of services. That's when the cyber attack, I think, will happen. Tubbs, do you think that all this is what what it boils down
2: to—the conflict in Ukraine and all of that, and what you know what China does and whatnot has to do with basically them telling, like, Davos, Klaus Schwab, and all of them. You could play your little game.
1: Well, Putin we Putin We can was,
2: play your little game, but we're not going to be a part of it.
1: What's crazy is that Putin was a part of the World Economic Forum. He was a part of a group called Young Billionaires, I believe, that was funded by the Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum. You know, before, I used to kind of privately, in my, in my mind, entertain the idea that he was some sort of Western hero. Yeah. In the fact that, not necessarily Western, but he, that, you know, he... He was a uh, you know supposed you know bringing about this uh, getting rid of the whole rainbow mentality of accepting everyone and weakening everything and and all this and he was trying to at least shelter his own country from it and then you know these this Q nonsense that we've been talking about for a long time as being a psyop. They are all on board with our, with our, with our premier hero, you know, red curtain fucking Putin. But at the same time, like, he sat at the same, he sat in the same meetings as all these other motherfuckers, man. Maybe that's because
2: he has to. I mean, in a way, I mean, Xi Jinping was, talked at the World Economic Forum too. But I feel like at the end of the day, if if I was to say there were two countries who have made great strides in making sure to, like, keep, foreign interests out of their government
1: and also keeping out the idea of you know things that are saucy like racial mixing or transgender issues well, that
2: see that's the thing and say like russia where i'm sure like they do have a broad series of ethnic group like different racial ethnic groups and stuff like that because of how big they are yeah but ultimately like there is a str- still a strong national identity right so like I highly doubt there's too many foreign nationals in the Russian government, right? Or even that many foreign nationals that are close to foreign government officials. I'm sure they like, like you talk about, there's buffers, right? They keep those types at a distance, right? And I think the same thing goes for China. And it's, it's, in those states like Russia and China, I think it's probably easier simply because like ethnically speaking, they're all
1: like virtually from the same background. We'll see how I feel in a week or how you, how we feel in a week. Yeah. I think right now he's on that. He's on the play board. I just think, I think he's playing ball, but I think at the same time he's
2: doing it to the extent at which he wants to keep them out of it. What if he's doing this? Like, what if they're like, all right, we'll give you, you and your nation their autonomy. You're not a part of our plan, but you do, but it's like a payment. Like for you to get this off, for you to do, what you want to do, you're gonna to have to fucking, you're gonna to have to basically bribe us. And, and when play, I say you're gonna play ball, when I say bribe, I mean start a war. Yeah, that makes no goddamn sense. And then you're gonna probably you're gonna make it look like you're losing that war. But you're we you are merely what we're using to harden our stance. We are fucking hard. We are we are going to lock down the rest of what's what we have control of, and we're using you to do
1: that. And once we're done doing that, then you can pull out and you could do you. I don't know about you, but if you put yourself in the mindset of Vladimir Putin, if he's actually the one controlling Russia, right? Let's say that you, Tubbs, are Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. And I am that sleazy, globalist, Klaus Schwab group. And I come to you and I say, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to lock down everything that we have. And this is what our plan is. This is what we want to do. And you're going to be able to stay autonomous from this. We're not going to affect you with our plans, but all you have to do is this: start this war, become the global pariah, be shit on by everything and everyone, and we'll leave you alone. That's what I'm saying. Are you going to man. trust me, or like, you? No, I'm not going to trust you. Are you going to think that I'm going to, you know, advance my plan, and then the next thing I'm going to do is fuck with you? But then there's,
2: but that's the thing, though, when you have this. If the if the way the, the board's set up, you have Russia and China being able to watch each other's backs. Yeah. They basically, if you look at those two countries, think about the whole of the Eurasian continent, right? Right. You have... East versus West. Those two nations in and of themselves represent what? Probably more than a th- two, like at least a third, if not more, of the whole of that continent. Yeah. So if you have those two nations backing each other up, they can fucking they
1: can keep the fucking walls at the door, you know what I mean? You'd think so if they had their own their own setup of economy now I looked this up last night and I hope I saved it. I did not, but there is a... you can go to uh, your your preferred search engine, preferably not uh Google, and type in per state gasoline tax mm. and you can look that up right. And we're one of the, like, we're not the top. No. But we're up there. I want to say that Ohio, where we are, is like 38 cents per gallon. Taxes, right? California's like 69, 70 cents a gallon. New York's up there. Uh, Illinois's up there. All the the blue states are up there, of course. Listen, Ohio is always
2: mid. We're mid in everything. You look down a list of, like... Yeah, we're mid-grade. Any fucking list that they can comprise, good or bad... You're going to find something about Ohio. We are never at the top and we're never at the bottom. Yeah. We are just mid. We're always fucking mid. And sometimes mid's a good place
1: to be, you know? I guess. I just, uh, it's it's cute to me that everyone's stressed out about, you know, we've all seen the gas prices Mm -hmm. as the pump. You know the the massive jump And then uh, there was a thing yesterday That was supposed to happen today Um, I forget his name on Twitter It was like Gas Buddy He was like his own His own thing that had mm-hmm. He also had something to do with that app uh, Gas Buddy or whatever it's called But he said basically that Ohio, Illinois, Indiana And um Fuck There was another state I don't remember they were supposed to go. You know, we just shot up uh, right by my house, three ninety nine mm-hmm. a gallon, and he said that look forward in all these midwestern states they're going to be two forty nine to two seventy nine in the next forty eight hours. Hmm. He's like, get your gas now. Yeah, and it's just a cl- it's it goes back to the whole argument of this this fucking administration that was supposedly voted in via mail. That's why we don't vote because voting is violence. Mm-hmm. But uh they want to make fuel so prohibitively expensive because it affects your ability to drive to work, uh, your ability, when you go to the store, the things are obviously transported from place to place with fuel, so that's going to add to the price. Mm -hmm. They're just going to keep up in the price. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're going to have a cyber war. We're going to have a prohibitively expensive transport system. And then, I mean, what else? The last thing I had was, have you seen the Ukrainian president's music video? I think so, yeah. Where he was dressed in drag? Yeah. Dancing around? hmm I just wanted to bring that up mm-hmm. and ask you your opinion about it. I don't have an opinion about nothing no more. You man. know what makes me nervous and uncomfortable? I guess uncomfortable is the more proper term, but all of these women on TikTok and YouTube on these short videos where they're simping over this dude who is a fucking piece of shit, yeah. regardless of sexual preference. Yeah. But he's got a music video out there. That you can look up, and he's, like, twerking and dancing around, and it looks like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nice. Hmm. I just wanted to ask you your opinion. Well, yeah, that's I all. I, that's the only reason why I noted I ain't that. got nothing to say no more, man. Nothing you know? at all? Nah. What, what? Am I, I surprised? Th- did I push you too far? Or? No.
2: Am I Am I surprised, though? No, I'm not surprised.
1: I mean, but can we not all see the shit show? You I'm... and I are not the, the smartest people in the it's state. It's fucking
2: clown world, man. It's clown world.
1: I just wish he was wearing a clown outfit.
2: I mean, it might as well have been, you know. Because God forbid. I mean, it, it it just the laundry list of things about that dude. Yeah, he was an actor.
1: Yeah, he was an actor that played a role as a Ukrainian president. As it, yeah. That so. was the that became the Ukrainian president. Yeah. And then uh, all of our shady politicians do their, you know, child trafficking and illegal business over there. Yeah. After and George Soros
2: backed that government up,
1: we wonder why. I don't know. Uh, that's probably all a fucking bullshit narrative too. I'm sure they are all doing those things, but I'm sure that that's just a that's just a storyline that leads you down the rabbit hole that Putin's our hero. Yeah. and Putin. No, there are no heroes in this. No, never was. The heroes are the ones like you and me that are just here, and that goes for anyone, anywhere. Whether it's Ukraine, Indiana, fucking I guess California, I
2: mean, people who refuse to veritably <laughs> simp over nobody.
1: Simp over no one, yeah. seek the truth, spread the truth, like herpes through a fucking trailer park. Yeah. I stand nobody
2: because there's really nobody worth standing 100%, even even Theodore Kaczynski or, like I said, because I don't agree with everything he did, I'm not going to simp over him. <laughs> Marvin Heemeyer yeah. is about the closest thing to simping you'll ever see me do.
1: Yeah, he was a savage. Yeah. Well, what, uh, what about Dr. Ron? Dr. Ron, I simp for him. Dr. No, you know? And then he came out and started doing anarchist interviews. Yeah. He was pretty cool. But. He did suck off the machine.
2: But you're right. I think that about wraps it up for us, though.
1: Yep. We'd like to thank y'all for listening. We'd like to thank uh, Blood the Brave. Blood the Brave at Bandcamp. Blood the Brave on Instagram. Blood the Brave, a.k.a. Kyle Reese on Twitter. Blood the Brave probably on Facebook. We'd like to thank Dr. Doug Hurdy for his input. Dr. Doug Hurdy, he'll be back with his... Uh, I don't even want to say carefree childlike laughter because his laughter is such that it makes everyone laugh, but I feel like at least 80% of people that are laughing are uncomfortable. Yeah, there's ways to get a hold of us. We are uh, available on short-term communication on Telegram. We are also on Instagram.com forward slash Bones and tubs, Twitter at bonestubs, and for long-form communications, BonesTubbsGmo.com. We'd like to thank y'all for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show.
2: We hope you tune in next time. We tune in to we hope you tune in next time. And between now and again, we hope you guys stay safe. We love you. We really do.
3: The thing about, the bad thing about being honest, the straightforward and doing that is people know where you stand and they take try to take advantage of you. They take advantage of your good nature. They take advantage of the fact that they know that you're a good guy. You are a straight shooter. And that you're not going to retaliate on them when they fuck you. Well, folks... Most of the time, I believe that's probably true. But God built me to be here to prove to you that what you have been doing for God knows how many years is wrong. You picked on the
4: wrong man. I'm not tough.
0: They rolled up in all black. Yeah. Windows have cracked. Yeah. Scoping out the scene before they attack Had they on bad guys in most people's eyes. Most trust them with their life because they got a badge and tie. Gifted a position given to them by a system. said it all up to put the kids in the prison? This is non fiction, non violence. so just listen, they got a mission to put prison. Your mind and soul. This ain't nothing new, but we survived what we're sold. And don't believe in myself, but believe what we're told. And we're all molded by a machine that gets in your dreams. Keep in your gut and keep your self-esteem And I've been stolen and told who I should be But I'll never conform, I was born to be free It's a setup, I never let up From the cradle to the grave that got you in the cage It's a setup, so keep your head up Cause it's selling know that doubt with every word at the mouth It's a setup, I never let up From the cradle to the grave that got you in the cage It's a setup, so keep your head up Cause it's selling know that doubt with every word at the mouth Whoa. Giving up is a verb, yeah, that's a fact Deny it if you want, but I'll do the math I face facts and understand how to overstand the plan with my mind intact, and I got more than a plan I got hope and belief Dreams and faith, they know damn well That's what they wanna take It's a weapon, it's a weapon, weapon. Fear is aggression and they plant it in our minds to the point we can't find a way out I weigh in and anywhere you go you'll see How many men over there and everywhere They're armed and prepared to do whatever it takes They don't play fair, that's a jump out boys With the plastic toys draped and all black Ready to bring the noise it's a set up, and if I let up From the cradle to the grave They got you in a cage It's a setup, up, so keep your head up Cause it's selling all that now With every word at the mouth It's a setup, and if I let up From the cradle to the grave They got you When the cage is a setup, so keep your head up, cause it's selling all that down with every word at the mouth